live from the Four Seasons, it's Ask an Engineer. Hello, and uh, welcome on this fine Wednesday. Uh, we're broadcasting live from downtown Manhattan. The world is collapsing around us, but we're still here. Yeah, YouTube is down, so we're all on all the other networks, and uh, please get the word out to the other chat rooms. Please tell me. You know, I said, not us. We didn't break it. Like, YouTube's broke. Well, well that we sometimes wishes come, wishes come true. But uh, we have an exciting hour-plus long show with all sorts of news and new products and newsletters and videos and tutorials and blinking unicorn horns and other fine maker and hacker news. It's us. It's time for Ask an Engineer. Why don't we kick off the show, yeah. Mr. Lady Ada, tell them what they got to look forward to tonight. All right. On tonight's show, we are going to talk about shipping safe and smart. Everyone, please continue to stay safe. We'll be talking about safety and more and what we do here at Adafruit. All of us, thank you for helping us out over the last eight months. We've been shipping smart and safe, getting you all the electronics. These are pre-COVID photos, of course, of our team. Show and tell people around the world showing and sharing their project. Lady will talk about who's on the show and tell and what they shared. Get to do a little bit of tour of JP's workshop and also JP's product picked is every single week, along with some Make Code Minute. Got some time travel. Got some Python and hardware news. We got some manufacturing footage. Some 3D printing and more. We have everyone's favorite segment, DigiGee Plus Adafruit Present. Ion MPI this week will be a product for Particle. We've got some new products. We'll answer your questions. We do that over on Discord, Adafruit.it slash Discord or Discord.gg forward slash Adafruit. Join all 25,000 plus of us over there and we hang out all the time in addition to these live shows. All that and more on, you guessed it, Ask an Engineer. Ah, it's time to kick it. Yeah, so we're going to kick it. Um, so first up, um, just want to uh, remind everyone, we're doing everything we can to get the word out. So uh, you might notice on our site there's a little bit of mask uh, on our logo and uh, our uh, iconography that we have. And also have like a demo video of this unicorn horn and, and Jelly's wearing a mask. Like, just keeping it safe. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we have our platform as an electronics company and we try to get the word out about important social causes important things like registering to vote. And now um, we've been living through uh, the worst and the first in New York. Um, yep. And the rest- We had it, it sucked. This is terrible. And um, it's gonna be uh, bad for the next uh, few weeks around the country. So everyone has someone in their life who's just not listening about wearing a mask or uh, maybe just postponing those holiday plans. Um, you do not wanna go through what happened here in New York. Um, it was terrible. We don't wanna do that. You and, don't want to do it. And, Believe me, it's it's it hurts your heart. And yeah, it hurts your life. Yeah. Um, even if you don't get COVID, you will be scarred from this experience. Um, all of us in New York are. Um, you know, it's one of the worst things that's going to happen to all of us. So please wear a mask, keep your distance, and postpone those plans. Don't ask people to travel for you. Um, it was really really tough in March and April. And uh, the, the fact that we're still shipping electronics and we're still doing things, it's because of you out there, the community. We can't do this if most of you go away or get sick. So please, you know, continue to do all the things to keep you safe. Um, so that's our public service announcement for this week. Um, other news, um, and I have some big news in a second. Um, when you check out on the Adafruit site, you get free stuff. That's right. $99 or more, you get a free Permaproto half-size breadboard. Great for taking your solderless breadboard projects and making them permanent. We're still doing our um, $149 or more free Stemma QT board. We've tossed the Stemma uh, 
in, uh, sorry, data for Cutie Pie as well as a whole bunch of different sensors and boards and breakouts and digital potentiometers. Um, so if you make an account, and we'll talk about making an account shortly, but if you make an account um, and you order over 149, every time you do an order, you'll get a different board because we can keep track of which ones we've already sent you. Um, so that's kind of fun. And then uh, $1.99 or more, you get free UPS ground shipping. And then $2.99 or more, you get a free Circuit Playground Express are all-in-one development board uh, with LEDs, capacitive touch buttons, sensors, and other goodies. Circuit Playground Express is like supported by MakeCode, Arduino, CircuitPython, uh, Code.org, CS Discoveries, and more. And our big news, uh, if you have an Adafruit account. Which you probably do. Or even if you don't. You want to make one. Go to your Adafruit account or make one. Then. And then go to your security settings and just do two things. Yes. I'm going to make it worth your effort. Yes. One. You want to enable two-factor authentication and you want to verify your email address. I think you have to verify first. Yeah. You do those two things yeah. and what do they get? They get 20% off. What? They get a 20% off coupon. That's bonkers. So, just for doing two-factor authentication? That's right. So here's the reason why we're doing this. Why? Um, the holidays are why coming up. Why wasn't that consulted? Well, was the consulted. holidays are coming up. And everyone is just flooded with all the noise. And everyone spams you. We don't do that. Everyone has their remarketing list. Or you go to the website and a big newsletter thing pops up. Or you visit the website, you bought something once a million years ago, and then they email you later. Uh, we don't do any of those things. We no. rely on you as a community. We don't and, sell, give away, or reuse your email for anything. And we want to make sure that we keep your account secure and also this is just good like security hygiene yes so we wanted to one show off something that's very important to us which is we have verifier verified email and two-factor and we wanted to make it worth your effort so if you're like oh well, i'll go get to it later um two-factor 20 percent yeah now it's not for all items and also you can only do it once it's not for gift certificates it's not yeah, for subscriptions and not for some um some Small number of devices like Raspberry Pi computers. Yeah. But almost everything, like 99% of things in the store, you'll get a coupon. And uh, we even have a guide on how to go through the process. Yeah. And, and to give a, um, you know credit where credit's due, uh, MailChimp had this thing where if you two-factored your account, they gave you a discount on your next bill or something like that. And that just makes sense for them because they don't want people taking over the, oh boy, the mailing have? list and all that. Um, we don't have security issues where people's accounts, but like this just gets you in the habit of doing that. There are some stores that do that. We're one of the few electronic companies that do that. So um, you could save this for a while. It's You could save this until that big purchase months from now. Um, who knows? Or you can do it right away. Um, I think you have to do it by Thanksgiving yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have the regular like sales because we have yeah. to do that. But um, you know, but do it soon. There is there is a chance that you know you can wait. You could save it up, but it could also only be a limited time offer. And it's definitely one per customer. Yeah. So we're, this is we just launched this today. We don't even have a blog post about it. There's a long guy. You can do it now. So um, my suggestion is, uh, if you're gonna place an order, do it before Thanksgiving, because we might just do this and then end this idea. Um, yeah. But we'll see. But you never know. Okay. There might, there, it might come back, too. All right. What's the name of this character again? Like, Cloudy, the secure cloud element? Um, you know, I didn't name this one. Yeah. It's a cloud entity that's uh, really happy. It likes, yes. It likes, it's it, so happy. Yeah, it has a little safety security okay. lock. Yay. Okay. So, show and tell. People around the world showing and sharing their stuff. Lady right. uh, Who's on the show and tell this week and what they share? We had a bunch of people. Um, Brent came by and showed off the new Adafruit IO UI update. We did a big refresh on Learn and... Adafruit I.O., a new UI. We have light mode, we have dark code, dark mode. 
Um, it's more uh, friendly uh, with uh, contrast, larger fonts. Um, Brent mentioned, you know, for colorblind folks, they're going to be a lot happier. It, it was colorblind compliant before, but now it's it's really it's really visible. Um, we um, simplified the UI to, to get rid of like unused pages, like your profile page, which you can get to, but it isn't your default page. Um, things are sorted and, and it's a little bit more flatter and rounder. It's kind of a more modern style. Ditto with Learn, by the way, so check that out. And if you see bugs, there's I'm sure there's bugs because that's how code works. It's never perfect. We wanted to ship um, and get it out there so people could try it out. If you have bug reports, please, please send an email through the contact us form with a bug report or better yet, go to the forums and you can post an image or reprodu uh, reproduction information um, so we can fix these bugs. I found like three today and they were fixed within an hour very fast um working together we can make these sites amazing and uh, more cool stuff coming to adfruit io soon so that's that will be great now, now that we have the ui done colin uh showed some really sweet macro video photography of the grayscale mode on uh, ink displays like in the mag tag jp showed off different ways to dither and convert uh color and grayscale images for uh showing them on um, the mag tag as like an image viewer uh, Nan Pedro showed off this week's 3D Hangouts project. It's a BrainCraft hat, Raspberry Pi, um, machine learning like camera case. Scott uh, has been doing more work for e-ink and sleep mode um, with the MagTag and the ESP32-S2. Um, folks are uh, really excited about the ESP32-S2 and more and more stuff is getting added every day to it. So um, this will be a really popular chip, I predict. I predict that by uh, accurately describing the present. It's not really futurism. Uh, Kevin from DigiKey came by. They have a new makerspace guide they're publishing on making small, medium, and mega makerspaces. Uh, if you're a school or a company or a group um, and you want to have a makerspace, uh, give some hints and popular tools and layouts, things to think about when you're uh, making a, a makerspace so that folks can use it efficiently. You want to be able to have multiple people use the space at once. So how do you keep machines that could interfere with each other far apart, make sure there's enough room around the machine for people to use them, um, repair and tools that you might want to keep your makerspace up and running. Uh, Technichique came by with an awesome Lady Gaga costume remake, uh, like the one that she had for like the VMAs, like pink like cyber outfit with like LED mask, uh, which was um, actually created by an ex-fruiter. Um, who now makes awesome Arduino-powered electronics for all sorts of uh, famous people on the in fashion events. Um, Andrew made a, a simple uh, minimalist ESP32 weather display using a neon strip. Um, Lolly uh, made a test jig for programming NR52s. And David G uh, made a time-stamping keyboard using a clue, very handy for timestamping um, our CircuitPython meeting every Monday. That's who we had on the show and tell. All right, uh, all participants on the show and tell, get our thanks, because we're not doing stickers now. But we will one day. Yeah, we will one day. Um, and I also want to uh, just give a shout out to the security professionals that are in the various chats saying thank you for doing this because they know what it's like to try to get users to do the right thing and do things like verify email and doing two-factor authentication. And a lot of people already did that and they're like, ooh, there's a coupon in my account. Yes. So, anyways, that's real real-time news. Okay. Nice. Um, a little bit of reminder, this is Adafruit Live. And uh, if it's Wednesday at 8 p.m., you're watch watching Ask the that's Engineer. That's what we're doing right now. <laughs> and then Wednesday at 7.30, that's Show and Tell. And together, we just did that? these are our shows. 
and uh, kind of remarkable that uh, right now the entire world is melting down because YouTube has been down for but like that's why you stream minutes. you stream to all sorts of places. These are available on Twitch. Redundancy, Redundancy. and backups have multiple backup plans. Yes, trust me on this for all sorts of things in life. Phil has always had excellent backup advice. By the way, I always ask you for backup advice. Like, oh, should I bring this? Should I do that? And you always give me the best advice. Yeah. So listen to Phil. It's a lot of counterintuitive thinking. Um, I'll give you a really good example right now, just on the day-to-day stuff. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if I have to go take out the garbage or if I just have to, like, do something real quick, uh, my first instinct is, well, I'll just run down the hallway. I don't need a mask. No, no, no. You'll we'll need a mask more often than you think. So you should always, yeah. As soon as you leave your house, you should assume you might not come back for an hour. And we always have an extra mask in... Our I keep, bag. keep one in my bag. In like a little plastic wrapper, just think you never know, just in case. Yeah, because there's been times where I've walked on the hallway and I thought I was just taking out the trash. Meanwhile, there was... And then some people the, come the, out and the, they want to talk the, to the you. The fire department showed up. Yeah. And oh, someone, yeah, there was that one time the fire so department. They were, they were uh, chopping down a door and yeah, uh, you know I needed to help out. So you never know what's going to happen. Um, but anyways, uh, all of our live shows are broadcasting all over the place on Sunday. You can tell this is live because if this was pre-recorded and scripted, we would have cut that part out. Yeah. Um, on Sunday, we do Desk of Lady Ada. That's and me. One of our features is. Where in the world is that part I need? The Great Search with DJ King. Where in the world is that part I need? And this week you looked up switches. Um, that's right, tactile switches, yeah. which are which we used in the MagTag. Because I was talking about the MagTag being released, and we have both. Yeah. Vertical and right angle switches. Yeah, so we talked, so about, we these talked about these and things to look at. And you know, switches they're they're kind of generic, um, but they do have some things to watch out for, um, like you know, uh, mounting pad sizes and um, clickiness. I guess that's the the technical term. It's the the uh, gram force required to press them. Um, so yeah, we talked talked about switches. Every week's a little bit different. Yeah. All right. And then um, the other thing that we have going on is JP's workshop. And JP's workshop, here's a preview, or like, I guess, what would be post the- Post view? Uh, post view <laughs> of um, this really neat three color thing he's working on. Yeah, he's been doing a lot of experimentation with like dithering effects. We did a guide a while ago for eating displays on dithering. But uh, it's pretty amazing what you can do with just like stippling. Yeah. And then every single week we do a Make Code Minute. JP, take it away. What I wanted to show today in the Make Code Minute is using a Circuit Playground Express to act as the tempo clock for a couple of these little pocket operators, little pocket synthesizers. What I'm going to do is I'm going to turn it on, and you're going to see it start flashing to a beat, and the music should start playing. Uh, there we go. If I adjust the tempo on my Circuit Playground Express by pressing the down or A button, both of these stay in sync. And here you can hear, here's just the drums. Here's just the bass. Here's both. And now let's bring the tempo up. Inside of Make Code, in order to set this clock, what I'm doing is on start, I set my BPM, beats per minute, to 120 to start with. That's the number we're going to be changing. This is called parts per quarter note. Essentially, this, uh, these things sync on eighth notes. So I've set two parts per quarter notes. And we're going to use 
a little function here that says convert BPM to clock pulse milliseconds, because milliseconds is what we want to work with inside of MakeCode. This function you can see here just does this little uh, variable clock pulse using some math, which is this formula of 60,000 uh, divided by beats per minute times parts per quarter note. So that gives us the milliseconds of one clock tick. Then when I press either the A or B button, I can increase or decrease by five. What's happening in the forever loop is it's gonna send clock pulse. And that function is right here. What does that do? It sets digital pin A1 high. It pauses for milliseconds. So the clock pulse itself is very, very short. And then we set it back down to low. And then we pause for that clock pulse duration, which might be 20 milliseconds or something like that. Uh, to give us our beat. In my forever loop, I'm calling that function. I'm setting LED and the NeoPixels to high or on, in purple in this case. And then when I set the, uh, the next one, next iteration, I drop those low. And that essentially gives me a light that's happening on the quarter notes. And you can see that here if I turn this back on. Uh, you'll see that's flashing essentially at the quarter note even though the clock pulse is being sent out on the eighth notes. And so that is how you can create a little sync clock for all your little synthesizers, or big ones for that matter, using the Circuit Playground Express inside of Make Code. And that is your Make Code Minute. Okie dokie, time travel. Let's look around in the world of makers, hackers, artists, engineers, and more. Well, the big news uh, this weekend, 1130, uh, we were getting ready to um, just do some work. And right. all of a sudden, um, the election was called. Uh, there was enough from the decision desks at multiple organizations where they said, hey, you have president-elect. So uh, we right away toured New York City, and uh, we'll play that footage at the end. Uh, there was a lot of happy people for that particular candidate. And uh, I'll tell you, full steam ahead, we changed our website. Uh, we're welcoming this next upcoming administration. We have some ideas. Uh, we're not shy. We've said each administration things that we wanted. Um, back in the day, Lady Ada interviewed President Obama, and um, we had asked for patent reform. We wanted uh, a programming language taught in schools, just like a foreign language is taught, and it's a requirement. And uh, that is just you know a couple of things um, from a USA manufacturer, someone who's looking to uh, help the world and do our part. Yeah, so, these are, look, I mean, these are the things that affect us as makers. You know, I know people are excited about right to repair yeah. now, and we're still, you know, um, intellectual property law is still really important yeah, to us. Yeah, so um, the tariffs uh, aren't great, so we'd like to see those removed because they were added recently. Yeah, they were not, they're not helpful the way I think they thought they would be helpful because... Yeah. You actually ended up getting punished more than a manufacturer that just stayed in China because now all the components that we get, a lot of them do come from China. They yeah. just We don't make LEDs in America. Um, and so instead, I just we still are manufacturing here, but I'd still get tariffed. Sucks. Yeah. So we'll see who's appointed into the various uh, positions. And uh, it looks like some of the people that were in the Obama administration uh, might return or they might be part of this. And uh, things that... We enjoyed doing. Uh, I like, liked going to the White House and watching Lamar get an award for being a champion of change. Um, I liked that there was a maker fair at the White House. I liked that there was a science, technology, engineering, arts, uh, mathematic approach to a lot of things. Um, we had a CTO. 
Uh, we have a CTO now, um, but I, uh, besides my post on Adafruit, I don't think a lot of people know that we currently have. I didn't have, know we have a CTO. We now. have a CTO. Um, there was someone from uh, a venture fund who was appointed CTO. So um, I'm looking forward to all those things. Um, we're going to definitely stick to the how do we bring people together, how do we build back better. Um, so I think we'll probably put up, here's things that are important to us as a company um, as far as like manufacturing things. Um, as far as uh, patent reform and uh, how can we get more people learning electronics and coding? Because I think that is a good approach because obviously right now a lot of people are divided, but I think we can all agree that young people learning how to code is probably a good thing. Maybe um, ones. Yeah, and I think a lot of people can agree that uh, there's parts of the patent system that don't make sense anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I'll say this, and as soon as our lawyers tell us it's okay, I will. Uh, we're three for three with defeating patent trolls. And, you know, I can't go into all the details yet because you're not supposed to. But I can tell you so far, um, we've defeated three in a row. And uh, it's been scary every single time. And uh, don't worry, we'll tell all these stories soon. Um, Come after me, your patent might get invalidated. It could happen. So, um, so anyways, we're looking forward to um, another chapter. Um, you know, everything can't stay exactly how it is now. Things aren't great right now. So I'm looking forward to next year uh, for sure. So anyways, uh, next up we have a video from Colin. This is the ink video that we yeah. talked about on the show and tell. Super cool. Take it away, Colin. Tricolor EPDs function using the same principle as their monochrome counterparts, but they need a lot more time to refresh because of that one extra pigment, which is usually red. And that pattern on the surface may look like separate pixels, but it's actually separate groups of pigments. The display's internal layer is divided into compartments, each containing negatively charged white, positively charged black, and positively charged red pigment of a larger particle size. Just like a monochrome EPD, black and white pigments are repositioned and displayed by applying charges to the top and bottom electrode layers. To display red, the EPD first displays the black pigment with the larger, slow-moving red particles below. Then a charge of the opposite polarity is applied just long enough to pull the black pigment downward but leaving red in the top visible position. Succinct and to the point. Yeah. Great and, Colin uh, video. So since YouTube's down, we'll uh, put your questions, of course, in Discord, but um, just to follow up on one of them, someone said, what aspects of patent reform are you interested in? Well, here's the issue right now. So there's a lot of non-practicing entities that buy up these patents and they have a specific court and specific location tuned yeah. to... And, and um, they're not acting in good faith, right? Yeah, like if, if somebody came to me and said, hey, you know, you're violating a patent and here's the patent and the patent really is the thing, I'd be like, hey, we'll work together. We'll license it. And we've done that with people who, you know, we have intellectual property that we license. Um, but the non-practicing entities that come to me, they don't know what their patents do. They are making assumptions about what their patents do, and they're making assumptions about what I'm doing. And like they have, they don't have any depth of knowledge. They just show up, demand huge sums of money, um, threaten to you know go to court. And yes, they don't, straight, they don't straight even up. know what they're talking about. Straight like, up, we get told we want two million dollars from you, Adafruit, or else. Like that's how they start. And I have to be like, yeah. the thing you're talking about is not the thing we're doing. And then they're yeah. like, oh. Yeah. So you know, but it still takes like six, eight months to get there. So generally speaking, and I'm going to keep this as general as possible because I want to be able to tell all these stories um, when our yeah. lawyers say go for it. We were told, hey, uh, 
non, I'm a non-practicing entity. We're a big patent thing. We have a patent on web searches. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Web they, searches. They're like, we own the idea we of own, searching on a website. Yeah. And of course that's ridiculous, but then they send over the big list of people who just said, oh man, we're just going to settle because we don't even want to deal with this. So luckily, again, so far we're three for three, um, but those are the type of things that would be good to see in patent reform. And it's where, stupid. Yeah, again, it, if somebody has a, a real patent and it's on a technology they got it and we're violating or you know using that patent technology i have no problem with that that's totally cool even if they are non-practicing entity what bugs me is that it's not even it's completely invalid yeah it's like nonsense i think like most and everything they go straight to the two million dollars yeah i think like most everything's we're not against patents patents we're against the abuse of yeah um i'm not against scissors i just don't want to be stabbed with scissors all the time that's right know, same thing scissors are great yeah okay so anywho um, we did an interview. Um, so one of our heroes is Helen Grainer. Helen was co-founder of iRobot and also some other companies. And Lady Ada interviewed Helen about her new company, Turtle. And Turtle is a gardening robot. So this cute little robot runs around your garden and it weeds for you. And yeah, and we talked about like interesting... The, the thing about it that was most interesting is... How do engineers solve problems? And a lot of, you know, she's been engineering for so long, right? She's worked, she's worked in like military robots. She's worked at, you know, a robot making uh, water, like scrubbing and, and vacuuming robots. And she's like, a lot of the times engineers need to reframe the problem that they have to make it solvable because engineers end up, they kind of over, they overcomplicate their problem and they look for a complicated solution that then has a lot of, you know, difficulty getting implemented. And she said one of the things that's nice about Troll, we talk about this, is how they simplified the problem, which is how do you, you know, identify a weed and, and weed and how do you not bump into plants. And she's like, actually, we solved it in very low-tech ways um, and it works wonderfully. Like, you know, with natural systems, you don't have to have a perfect machine learning identification thing. You can sometimes just, like, have a really good range of capacitive sensors and you get enough data or you get enough state or um, you know you just do some very simple greedy or heuristic algorithms and you can get really far um, and she you know she's talked about how she's had this robot in her garden for a couple months and some things that she learned and some of the things that they're gonna be doing in the future so this is like a, a, a very effective gardening bot and she says people love them you know once you get one um, it transforms gardening into something there used to be a lot of backbreaking work into something that's really enjoyable. Yeah. So check it out, uh, turtle.com, and uh, maybe someone can link it up. Okay, let's do some uh, Python on hardware. Okay. So if you haven't already, please, please, please go to circuitpython.org, go to the download section, and you, what you want to do is get the latest build. Yes. Because we're like seconds away. And we're doing so launch. much. Yeah, we've been kind of starting on 6.1. ESP32 S2 supports coming in there. Um, we've added, uh, you know, we're doing more e-ink work for sure, including um, supporting grayscale. Um, we, you know, lots and lots of bug fixes as well. Uh, I think a lot of the um, RGB matrix display work that was in six CAN bus. We added CAN bus support. ESP32 S2, STM32 F405, and SAMI54. Uh, now have native CAN bus support in CircuitPython. So really exciting stuff. Check out the latest version. Uh, we've done release candidates. We're submit bugs. You got them? Let us know. We're going to fix these bugs, and we're going to we'll do our final release real soon. Yeah. 
Um, so let's talk about what's in the newsletter this week and what's okay. going on. So Blinka now supports 60 single board computers. That's right. Now, Blinka is the library. So this yes. is single board computers that support CircuitPython libraries. That's right. So like 99% of our libraries um, from you know Display.io to uh, some, some parts of Display.io to sensors, uh, to motors, to PWM, they can run on a single board computer like a Raspberry Pi or a Jetson Nano or like an Onion, Banana, whatever. The, all these different like weird single board Linux computers, even the latest Pi 400 is supported. Um, and that means what you can do is you can write code in C Python that takes advantage of Linux um, underpinnings, but then can do PWM to control a servo or uh, light up NeoPixels or connect to a barometric pressure sensor. So you kind of get the best of both worlds. I love it because we have uh, one set of examples, one set of libraries, and one, you know, you install an MPY file on the disk drive, and on C Python, you just type in pip up uh, install. And you're ready to go with the exact same code. So it's wonderful. 60 single board computers are now supported. I don't know of any other hardware API layer that seamlessly works on so many boards. Yeah. Okay? And I've had people tell me, not going to mention who it is on the Armbian forum, of how what a stupid idea was this was. They were wrong. <laughs> this is a great idea. Yeah. This is one of our, my best ideas. Um, and more to come. If you have a single board computer and it's not supported we even have guides on how you can add uh platform detection which is actually kind of the hardest part and then um adding support for all the pins and all the peripherals capabilities like analog digital converters and pwm and all that good stuff uh and then uh boom you know it'll just work it'll be sweet to add support for more devices yeah i'll just tell you a little side note on the um electronics world and the engineering world as someone who works with it and uh, works closely with Lamore. So sometimes Lamore will come up with something or do something. And because another engineer, usually on like, you know, engineering forums and like Twitter and stuff like that, because they can't personally imagine doing that and committing to that level of work and skill and bringing a bunch of people together like teams and paying them and having a company, just because they can't imagine it, they don't think it's possible. So they try to shut you down. They say, that's not possible. You'll never be able to do it. Well, here we are. 280 plus CircuitPython libraries on single board computers, and eventually we'll have CircuitPython running bare metal on um, single board computers too. But just because you can't personally imagine it doesn't mean it's not possible. I think that's one of the things that maybe we can all agree. Just check yourself before you say not possible. Maybe not for you, but maybe someone else can, and maybe you can help them because none of this happens in isolation anymore. Like everything takes a bunch of people. And I think that's one of the problems is a lot of engineers work by themselves and they don't work well with others. So they can never imagine what it would take to have a team of people build something together. So that's what CircuitPython is, code plus community. Can't do it alone. And, that's, and that's why it's a, such an ambitious thing because no one has gotten enough people that like each other enough <laughs> to, to work on something for a sustained period of time. That's a very deep uh, insight. Yeah. Anyways, okay, more. Speaking Circuit of, CircuitPython in space update. Um, this is from our community. Um, the uh, spacecraft that uh, they wanted to get up and get Python out in space is going to be launching next month. All the hardware, all the software um, will be public as soon as uh, they get NASA's blessing. This is a Stanford project. And we're going to have CircuitPython in space. Look at this Blanca. She's yeah. in space. So there's at least four spacecraft 
running CircuitPython 5.3.1, launching in December by NASA. So Check cool. out at PyCube.org. We have to make like a little CircuitPython board that like has a countdown for like when we have it them. goes into space. All right. There is a swag badge for the Linux conference in Australia. It runs MicroPython. You can check out the Deep Dive with Scott. If you're interested in e-ink and more, um, Scott's doing a lot of that. And, of course, the ESP32-S2. Scott's spending a bunch of time on that. Check out Geek Mom Projects. There is a bunch of NeoPixel projects and more. They are beautiful. You can see um, Mark's Adabox 16 Rocky Heart uh, pixel show and hollowing eye to make a really beautiful display and some music check out jp show with the tricolor thing we showed that earlier and um since everyone got their ada boxes they are using the uh matrix display to do a countdown people so, love the countdown code i see a lot of people like yeah. modifying it somebody was like how many days till you know their their grandmother visits it's fun to make little yeah. countdowns if you're interested in data science we have a link to the top 10 python projects on github image processing in python and as you can tell, we're super Python fans, so if you're just interested in Python news only, you'll be able to get that. In addition to all the events and more, we have over 280 libraries. We'll do a little, a little thing when we get to 300. Yeah, we'll do all sorts of stuff. And all the latest updates from Android folks. Yeah, here's Virtual the... Virtual conferences, you here's can the go visit. Yep. And then um, check out Codecademy, courses, and more, and that is Python on Hardware News this week. Okay, so we have an Adafruit I.O. update. Uh, Adafruit I.O. is our free service. We also have a plus account. It got a big scrubbing. It has a huge update. So For everybody. You don't have to yeah. be a pro user so to get these updates. Easy one-click to make your feeds public if you want. It also defaults to all your feeds. We have um, new dashboards and a new look, and you can also go to dark mode and light mode. And then uh, coming soon, we have Whippersnapper, and Whippersnapper is our easy to detect and use devices, it finds a device, and then you name it, and then you can do things like deploy stuff to it. Yeah, it's it's kind of an auto-detecting um, system for Adafruit I.O. so that if you have a board that has built-in sensors or has um, you know, GPIO or LEDs, you can automatically create the feeds. It detects what board it is. It auto-makes your feeds for you, and um, you can even use the dashboard uh, to basically like dynamically program your device so like basically a no code um, system for adafruit io um, but it's going to be completely open source and will work with any hardware device so um, you know if it is wi-fi or ethernet or cellular it'll work and we're adding support for a couple adafruit boards just to get started and we're excited to uh, support more yeah okay we are an open source hardware company to prove it we have 200 sorry 2344 guides Lidata, what's on the big board this week? Okay. Well, there's a guy that's not here. It's how to secure your account and get that 20% off. We'll talk about that next week. But you yeah. should do that now. Uh, go to uh, learn.ifood.com and it's the first guide. Um, we have the CAN bus with CircuitPython using CAN IO um, with CircuitPython. This is for STM32 F405 and ESP32 S2 boards. Right now, there's also an upcoming feather can board um, that will use can io module basically this is hardware can support a lot of people have been looking out for this and we're happy to announce that we have it ready to go um you'll need a transceiver for some boards so just um you can pick one up uh, from amazon for now and and just you know wire it up to your can bus you can start reading and writing messages uh with the lowest level of can bus support uh pedro did this week uh this week's 3d printing project it's a Braincraft case, camera case. 
So we take a Raspberry Pi 4, put our BrainCraft hat on it and a Raspberry Pi camera and you can turn it into a little machine learning uh, smart camera that knows what it's looking at, which is a kind of a nifty thing. Um, we'll show the video soon. Uh, we have a guide from Melissa on our 1.5 inch grayscale OLED display. Uh, we've had it in the store, we've had the libraries up, but now we have a guide with wiring diagrams and more. You can use this 16 grayscale um, display with Arduino or CircuitPython. Chris Daly uh, wrote up a guide on uh, using art canvases as diffusers for an RGB matrix, which is kind of a cool um, idea. I didn't, I didn't think of it, but yeah, canvases work really well to kind of, it like turns your matrix into like, it looks more like a TFT, it really smooths it out. I know people really like our LED acrylic, but this is another technique. Katni wrote up a guide um, for the Adafruit MagTag. So just like showing all the pins and uh, things to watch for and schematic and hardware. And we even have uh, instructions on how to set up CircuitPython uh, using ESP tool. And soon we'll have um, a, add to the Add to the tutorial guide uh, how to use Arduino that's coming. Believe me, it's very beta. It, go with CircuitPython for now. Uh, JP uh, has his uh, his last CircuitPython uh, Adabox project. It's a little late for this Halloween, but it's really early for next Halloween. How to make an animated window skull using a cardboard cutout. Um, and you use the RGB matrix portal for the eyes. Um, and then you kind of backlight it to make this cool silhouette and then a motor uh, moves the like lower jaw of the skull to make this a like, kind of cute little animation. Uh, we also had the air quality sensor uh, project build from last week. That's a collab between the Ruiz brothers and um, Brent, uh, who wrote the code for Adafruit IO. And then um, Nun Pedro made this really awesome like silo-looking house. The the silo parts the um, thing that keeps the water from get a video that too from dripping. We'll show that video as well. Okay, and then uh, I think there was... No, that's it. I think everything else is from the previous yeah, we week. Yeah, we got that. Yeah. Okay, cool. One more head. Main New York City factory footage. Here are a few videos and more. To count down to the... Inauguration. Inauguration. Or the McRib. Or both. Testing out the Matrix portal. Super fun. We They don't come out this fast. Which is better. We go through a lot of gloves at Adafruit because we all wear gloves and masks and all that. And uh, this is Vance. <laughs> so we got a box of two small gloves and oh no. Vance oh, busted it, right through it. It just like busted right through it? Yeah. That's so cool. And here's a uh, flashback. This is Adafruit when wow. we first got there when it was completely empty and we had to do a build out. 
and uh, we have a couple different floors that look like that. And it wouldn't be a Main New York City factory footage segment unless we showed you Disney's progress across the street from Adafruit. They have no idea what's going on. I think they're just. I don't think anyone's. Do you told think them, the people in there they like, they haven't left like that's that block and yeah like eight months. I think that they're going to just reemerge and everything's going to be fine. But meanwhile, I think it's fascinating that you can see them like they're they're digging into this granite. I mean, yeah. it's just like they've hit rock. It's no longer landfill. And then we also have this uh, really nice time lapse of a beautiful morning here in New York. That is cool. So that's the Google building behind it. Yeah, one of them. Mm. All right, and let's do some 3D printing videos. So we have a few that we're just going to go one after the other. So the first one is going to be the uh, BrainCraft hat, so the easiest way to do machine learning. Then it's the sensor device you were talking about. Then we're going to do a sped-up iPhone 12 case. Okay. So take it away now, Pedro. see you later. Golf ball. Tennis ball. Vanny Smith. Hey, what's up folks? This week we're making a machine learning project using Adafruit's BrainCraft and a Raspberry Pi. Screwdriver. With the Raspberry Pi camera module, you can use TensorFlow Lite to do object detection. Adafruit's BrainCraft has everything you need to get started with machine learning projects on the Raspberry Pi. It's got a built-in display, joystick, microphone, speaker, headphone jack, and lots of expansion ports. We designed a 3D printed enclosure to keep everything together so you can take your machine learning projects on the go. We're running TensorFlow Lite object recognition on a Raspberry Pi. With the built-in display, you can see the camera feed. When it detects an object, text is displayed on screen and you get audio from the speaker so it automatically tells you what it thinks it sees. Paper towel. The learn guide walks you through the software and hardware setup so you can quickly get started with machine learning projects. You can follow along with the step-by-step -step instructions to get TensorFlow Lite running on your BrainCraft hat in the Raspberry Pi. With the software installed, you can easily run a script to launch the TensorFlow Lite vision recognition sweet. demo. We thought it'd be cool to test to see if we could tell the difference between these spherical objects. We were pretty surprised to see how fast it recognizes Power objects. Drill. Be sure to check out the learn guide and try out the enclosure. It made it easy for us to walk around the house and point it at different things in the room. You can get the parts to build your machine learning projects, links are in the description. We'll start by installing the 5 volt fan by securing it to the BrainCraft PCB using the included screws. The BrainCraft hat snaps on top of your Raspberry Pi so there's no need to solder. You'll need to use an external monitor to set up the software for the built-in display. We used our 3D printed HDMI monitor with a built-in battery which you could also build and make yourself. You can 3D print the parts in PLA filament without any support material. The software and enclosure supports both versions of the Raspberry Pi camera module. Be sure to check out the learn guide for full step-by-step -step tutorial and assembly instructions. So if you're just getting started with machine learning, we hope this inspires you to check out Adafruit's BrainCraft. Thanks so much for watching and don't Microwave. forget to subscribe for more projects from Adafruit. Coffee pot. Toilet seat. Hey, what's up folks? In this project, we're building an IoT air quality sensor monitor. 
we're using Adafruit.io to log data and measure the air quality index to see it change over time. This uses a PM2.5 sensor to measure the quality of the air. We're also logging the temperature and humidity. To house the electronics, we designed and 3D printed the case to look like a modern silo house. We've mounted it to the side of our house and designed it to be weather resistant so we can leave it outdoors. The Airlift Featherwing gives your Feather Wi-Fi capabilities using the ESP32 as a coprocessor. Using Stemma QT, the sensors are daisy-chained together to make the wiring plug-and-play. The air quality sensor features Stemma QT ports so it's easy to connect it to other Stemma sensors. Paired with the Featherwing Doubler, this makes a modular circuit they can easily put together and modify. You can get the parts to build this project, links are in the description. The parts are designed to be 3D printed without any support material. CircuitPython makes it easy to get started with IoT projects using libraries from Adafruit. The code is a great example on how to set up and publish data to Adafruit.io. Using dashboards, you can create gauges and light charts to visually see how your data changes over time. You can drag and drop blocks and resize elements to customize your dashboard so it looks exactly how you want. You can scroll through the feeds to see when it's logged and quickly see if there's any spikes in your data. There's lots of code and project examples in Adafruit's Learn system, so definitely check them out if you're just getting started. We hope this inspires you to check out Adafruit.io and get your projects running CircuitPython. Thanks so much for watching and don't forget to subscribe for more projects from Adafruit. And don't forget 3D Hangouts every single Wednesday at 11 a.m. with Gnome Pedro. You can learn how to build all this stuff and more. All right, Lidiana, it is time. DigiKey and Adafruit present. This week's INMPI is from our friends at Particle. That's right, our BFFs Particle. Yeah. Um, we've known them for a very long time. We were there when they were first kicked it off. Uh, they used to be called Spark, and then the Spark Core, and then the Particle Photon. Uh, and this is a new pop for them, and this is really cool because they're like really good at making an excellent user experience. Um, so this week's INMPI is the Particle Tracker One. And this is um, kind of a combination, a culmination of all the stuff that they've been working on for quite a while. This is an all-in-one cellular Bluetooth Wi-Fi GPS tracker that uses um, you know, the particle code 
and uh, system, you know, the deployment system they have for code and logging data. Um, so, you know, what what is an asset tracker used for? Well, it's often, you know, used for um, you have a thing, you want to know where that thing is and how it's doing. So it could be as simple as I want to know where a truck or a train or a bus or a car is. That's pretty common, right? You know, you have uh, GPSs and cars and maybe you want to know uh, if you're um, a delivery company where that truck is and, you know, is it is it on the way or if it's lost. Um, you can also, you know, of course, attach an asset tracker to assets. Like if you have a very expensive thing that you're moving around and you want to uh, track it, make, you know, make sure that it's uh, not been damaged. Um, but it's, uh, you know, asset trackers are used for other stuff as well. For example, you know, a common usage for, um, you know, cellular asset trackers is say uh, you have a, a Coke machine. Like there's, you know, down by the river, there's the all those uh, Coke ma soda machines, right, that are outside. Um, you don't want to have somebody have to go by there all the time and check, are we out of Sprite or Dr. Pepper? Instead, the asset tracker can say, hey, the Coke machine at this latitude and longitude uh, has plenty of Dr. Pepper, but we're running dangerously low on Diet Coke. So come on by and, um, you know, replace just that soda. So, you know, that plus um, humidity and temperature sensing, or maybe you want to know when uh, your compressor has run for too many hours and, and sending a note to let somebody know. All sorts of like data analysis that, you know, you can't rely on Wi-Fi. You want cellular data because cellular works anywhere in the country. And in some cases, you know, in, in large parts of the world. Okay, so uh, the particle tracker one is this kind of durable, weatherproof, waterproof case. It's got an IP rating, which of course I don't have in front of me, but it's probably IP67, I think, something good like that. And inside is um, this uh, system module from particle that contains a Nordic NRF52840, that's their main processor chip, and it's a low power chip, it's a Cortex-M4, and it has a Bluetooth low energy native. They add to that a Quectel um, cellular module, an LTE module that can do uh, CAT M1 as well. It can also do 3G and 2G fallback if it needs to, but LTE is kind of like the, the best thing because it's got a very wide range of uh, deployment. And then 3G and 2G, you know, basically you've covered, you know, pretty much anywhere that has cellular signal. Um, it also has Wi-Fi. Uh, with an onboard ESP32-S2, so you can use like SSID scanning um, techniques to do detection of location, and of course, a GPS model uh, module from Ublox, the Neo M8U. So what I really like about this is Particle actually took the like, they call it like best of breed. They took like the best Wi-Fi module, the best Bluetooth chip, the best cellular modem, the best um, GPS module, and they stuck them all together, and, um, you know, they glued it together with Particle's software. So here's all the pieces inside. So you've got, you know, all this hardware, you've got some, uh, you know, you've got the, the USB connectivity and you've got debug ports and buttons if you need it. Um, if you want to get external hardware, you see over there on the bottom left, there's the expansion port um, where you can get, uh, you can power it so you can, you know, recharge the internal battery. It's got CAN support. Um, it's got uh, two digital pins that can also do UART, and it's also got a GPIO uh, and analog pin. And I think, you know, probably uh, you can also do, it's, it's an NR52840, which means you can also do I2C on these pins. There's no um, hardware specificity about those uh, three GPIO pins, D8, D9, and A3. So, you know, you can do I2C, you can do UART, you can do digital analog. 
You can also do CAN bus. So it's, a, it's an easy way for you to um, add additional sensors uh, to this device if you want to track that along with location, which is what it's really good for. Um, I will note that the NFC antenna, I don't think it's for reading NFC, it's for NFC pairing. Uh, that's part of uh, the Nordic capability. All right, um, this is the connector. So there's like this IP67 connector. Um, again, you can get a cable from them for a couple bucks and then attach external accessories. A lot of people are gonna be like, I wanna add a humidity sensor. This is how you do it. You connect it through the power and IO connector, the M8. Um, this is, uh, the, the, the tracker one is actually, you know, it's a product, but it's also a um, demonstration board. It's, it's a reference design that you can use and then adapt as necessary. And it's open source because our friends at Particle, they're really into open source. So check out Particle IoT on GitHub and they have Eagle files um, that you can use and re-spin. It's I think a four layer board. You can re-spin this board to adapt it however you want. You can use the same enclosure, customized enclosure, but this way you know that you're gonna have uh, the pinouts and power supply and everything all good to go. So, um, you know, Grab it, I downloaded the EagleCAD files, I verified it. You can see the, the blue dots um, going down the, the back, the, blue, the, the back spot. That's the uh, system onboard module. That's the module that they have um, that you solder onto a board. I'll show it in a picture of it uh, shortly. And that's what contains the um, main core processor and the cellular module. And the SIM, the SIM card is, is on board as well. Um, so I got one of these, it was really easy. I just logged in. Um, I told it, hey, you know, I've got the tracker one. I clicked on that. Um, it said, what's your serial number? I typed the serial number, and then it was like, okay, I know who you are. I know what it is. Um, you know, you do have to pay for uh, SIM service. That's normal. It's a cellular device. Like any cellular device, you have to, um, you know, uh, register on the cellular network, and you have to pay a monthly fee. The monthly fee is 7 bucks a month, which is a really good deal, and you get 25 uh, uh, 25 megabytes per month, which is plenty for location tracking. Like you're not downloading a movie here. You're just sending like strings that are, you know, 40, 50 bytes long with your latitude and longitude and maybe the temperature and humidity. Um, you then have your SIM card and you can like track your SIM card and, and you know, check the location of this device. And um, so, you know, as is, it works as like a basic tracker. Like you can just, you don't have to do anything. It'll just tell you where it is. It'll, it'll get the GPS data and send it over uh, cellular so you know where your device is. However, the thing that's really powerful about it is the particle IDE. And this is something that they've been working on for 10 years. Like I've, I've used this for so long, I even had an example code from like seven years ago, um, still on it from my account. But what, what you can do is you can write code and then deploy it over cellular um, to your device and update its capabilities and do so in a secure and trustworthy manner. And this is the really hard part. How do you upload code without worrying about breaking it, without worrying about what if you upload the wrong code and, and something goes amiss? They have like, you know, real-time operating system that manages it. If something goes wrong, it'll it'll go back into, you know, over the air mode, you can um, re-upload your code. It's like very smart, the particle system. And they've been doing it for so long with Wi-Fi that they've really like nailed the details, because it's the details of doing over the air that's like really challenging. You know, what if the cellular connection goes out in the middle of an update? You know, you have to partition your flash and verify it and use CRCs and, and, and on and on and on. And this is stuff that I don't want to do, but they want to do it. They're good at it. So you can just write code 
and um, through their IDE and deploy it directly to your device, which is pretty nifty. And that's how you would access those external digital pins or the CAN bus or, or analog um, inputs or PWM outputs. So um, the deal is that this is actually really cheap. So, you know, if you were trying to build one of these, um, you wouldn't be able to do it for the same price because you gain the Wi-Fi and cellular and Bluetooth and battery and enclosure, you know, and antennas and all that stuff together. I actually, even though this is like a reference design, if you are going to make something that has this kind of capability, I would recommend just getting one of these and you just use that cable and plug it into whatever it is that you want to cellularize. And like, this is done, right? It's got all of the systems in place. It's got like all of the, the security management, the cellular system, the eSIM, um, everything's already done for you. So you don't have to worry about that really, really hard part because you can get a low cost cellular tracker, but they're not very reliable. It's that, that reliability and consistency is what you're going to find becomes quickly a problem, um, especially that code deployment. It's extremely hard to do well. So, um, you know, any kind of asset tracking, really, just like grab one of these and just use it and then work on the other part of your hardware and design that you need to do. Don't, don't like spend your time dealing with cellular modules. It's like, believe me, it's not fun. Like you want somebody to just give you something that just sends data to their service and the data is there. It's not, it's not cool to be digging through, you know, pages of AT commands to figure out, you know, how to set up your SSL connection. Boo to that. Yay to the Tracker 1. So um, there's two versions. There's the um, uh, American one, there's AT&T, and then there's the Vodafone, which is Europe, Middle East, and Asia. So you'd have to watch out for that for the LTE connectivity. There, it's not 2G, um, I think it will work worldwide, but like 2G doesn't really work in the US. So pick the one where your device will be the most likely to be. Um, it'll still work in Europe if your SIM card is global, um, but you're not going to get LTE connectivity. You'll, you'll, you'll end up going down to 2G connectivity for that, which is, which is not as good. And then once you finish your design, um, let's see, you can go to, uh, sure the image is, oh, go here. Once you finish your design, you can pick up the tracker SOM eval kit. Like, let's say you are bonkers and you're like, no, 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 I really need to make my own tracking cellular system. Um, you can then pick up the SOM eval kit, which has a lot more pins broken out and it's like more for developers. And then you can develop with that little module in the center and then you can buy that in bulk. Um, you know, this is the same thing that's basically used in, you know, like every um, e-scooter, you know, to keep track of where it is over the cellular network. Um, so that, you know, it's designed for mass deployment fleets of products. So for that, you'd want to get the little system on a module board. But if you're just making like, a hundred or less, just get the tracker. Really, it's a it's a better deal. You're not going to be able to make it any cheaper. And available on DigiKey. That's part of what this is. Ion MPI. All the new products that you want are most likely on DigiKey. And we have uh, this device right here. I do. I have it. I just thought I'd show it off. So this is what it looks like. I, I, I removed the, the waterproofing, the weatherproofing. Um, so this is the board and it has um, status, of course, right now. It's like, hi, I'm indoors. I can't see GPS and I can't see the cloud. Um, so that's normal. It's it's not very happy with me. And when you open it up, you can see um, there's a, a two amp hour battery. Uh, it's a 3.7 uh, volt battery. You can, of course, replace this with a bigger battery if you'd like. It's got a nice big GPS antenna. And look at the detail they put the weatherproofing 
the like epoxy around it. I think this is the Wi-Fi module. And then behind it, I, I couldn't remove it because it's actually like epoxied in. Um, but behind this, or maybe I could remove it, and I didn't. But behind this is the system um, on a module um, with the Wi-Fi, with the cellular and Bluetooth. So um, you can see here, this is really nicely weatherproofed. So you're using this connector here, which looks like that. Um, it plugs right into the board and you can you know, charge the battery um, through it and connect to it. And then um, there's also a reset and a bootload mode buttons. So if you are debugging um, your setup, there's a, a JTAG connector as well as eSIM, you know, contacts. This is, you know, you, it's not too hard to open. I opened it like, you know, just using a couple screws. Um, and so, uh, yeah, this tracker. So I think this will be handy. You know, Phil, I will probably use this for something. Yeah, we'll use it. You know, you just turn it on. It connects to the cellular network. Of course, you can pause it when you're not using it uh, and then turn it into an instant tracker. And it's like super durable. Like this can... You can, I can throw this, it'll be fine. Drop yeah. it, dunk it in water. We have a one minute long video. And uh, of course, don't forget, you can get on DigiKey, part number's there, and then the short URL is there. Here's the video. <laughs> Let's uh, jump right into new products. You ready? That's right. Okay. New products. Let's just start off. We continue to be open. We remain. Thank you for your orders, everyone. And this week, we're going to kick it off with... Ways that you could stay safe. If you're like, I won't wear a mask unless it's black, no problem. And if you're goth, you're set. We now have these surgical style masks with uh, black loops and like a black outer fabric. I mean, blue's okay, but why not goth it out? So we yeah. have uh, these 50 packs of masks. Uh, many people at Adafruit are already very excited no to excuses. wear these. Okay. So, we also have... <laughs> An updated new product, the BME 280, a fan favorite. People love this sensor. Um, barometric pressure, humidity, temperature from Bosch, uh, all in one. It's great for environmental sensing, um, you know, supported by just like about every platform. We've got an Arduino and CircuitPython, Python code, of course, but there's also drivers for like everything else. And um, we've now stem QTified it, so it now comes in the same uh, one inch by 0.7 inch size. Uh, the pinout at the bottom is the same, is the same in the same order. The physical shape has changed a little bit, but now it's plug and play with I squared C. So if you want to use it with any of our STEMIQT boards, it's chainable, uh, works with uh, Grove cable adapter as well. 
Um, we've been going through and updating all of our boards to use systemic QT standard. Um, it solved a lot of problems for people who did not want to do any soldering. And we were like ending up making a, you know, a, a soldered version, a non-soldered version. But this way, it's just, nope, get the cable, plug it in. It's got the headers at the end, plug it into your breadboard or dev board, and you're golden. So, solve that problem. Next up, we've got some cool, cute little kits from TechnoChic. These are no solder um, project packs. Uh, we have two. The first one is the light up blinky bow tie, but you can see it's also a hair bow uh, kit. And um, yeah, uh, here's yeah. Jelly modeling it, thank you. It's got kind of this all-in-one uh, RGB LED. So let me show you the contents. Yeah. It's got um, 10 different kit packs. Okay, you just cut off a little bit here, but you've got, I think, uh, you know, four red, two white, and four black pattern, like cyberpunk designs. Um, and you can mix and match them. So, like, the center ribbon is a different... It's, like, red with white or whatever. And then you get these little, um, like, flashing RGB LEDs that you just... Um, tape them onto the coin cell that's included. Uh, you fold these up into a bow tie shape, put the uh, sticky um, clip on the back. This will look like a safety pin clip. And then you can clip into your hair or on your tie, you know, as a tie. I think uh, Sean Himmel will really like these. He's always wearing um, bow ties. Um, and this comes in a pack for like 10 people. So this is a good project kit if you want to make multiple ones, you have a lot of kids and they all want to have two apiece. Or, you know, if there is a school activity, everyone's physically distant, but they still want to do a project together. Um, no solder required, no special tools required either, just a little bit of tape. We also have a more advanced but um, fun project. So this is a pack of one, so you only get one of these, not 10. And you can make a beautiful light up uh, headband unicorn kit with an RGB LED and this like really beautiful um, diffuse horn so I can show that so you get one and it's like really sparkly it's a sparkly plastic a sparkly headband that even fits my head and I'm not a young kid anymore um, it's got pink sparkly material and this just all folds up and again I think you'll need a little bit of tape to put it together and then uh, the unicorn horn is like a translucent material with like this gold and silver covering um, I think it's very fashionable I think it look great yeah, looks good. All right, so uh, it's two kits from the same company. Um, the unicorn horn, you get one. The bow tie kit, you get ten. So good unicorn. for bow tie. Bow tie. Both All modeled right. by Jelly. Wonderful. Next up. Next up, uh, SMT feather header kits. Some folks were asking for these. They were DIYing feather wings. Um, you may have seen these on many of our boards. We pick and place them onto our PCBs. Now available as a pack, as shown here on, say, this uh, grayscale e-ink or on our Cricut board. Um, you know, they're very easy to pick and place on. And uh, all our feathers built in. They're nice and slim, so they don't take up a lot of space. So you can use um, short uh, male header or long male header. They'll plug in just fine. And uh, we like the double side because, uh, first of all, they're mechanically very stable, right? They don't bend because they have like a nice wide base, but also means that you can probe or poke wires into the sides um, if you want to add additional hardware. All right, and the star of the show tonight, besides you, Lady Ada, our community, our customers, and our team is Magtag. Yeah, go Magtag. Okay, so I've been working on this for a while because um, we're like, well, we've been, we want to do e ink, but we want to do e ink right. And so what we're thinking of is, you know, one of the problems with e-ink is um, 
programming in Arduino just is just really difficult. So we wanted to make sure it was CircuitPython capable. We wanted to make sure it could connect to Wi-Fi. And um, we wanted to have a lot, you know, extensibility and a lot of little accessories on board. Um, okay, so stop here and I'll show off all the things. So we've got an ESP32 S2 module. So this is an ESP32. People know that module really well. It's a Wi-Fi microcontroller. This is the S2, which means it has native USB and we have CircuitPython support. And there's also Arduino support coming, uh, coming along. It's in a branch. It's not quite released yet. Uh, we have uh, USB-C built in along with a battery and battery charging. So it runs off a battery and deep sleep is something that the ESP32 S2 can do. And so what's nice is you can display something on the e-ink display, go into a deep sleep mode so like almost no power is used, and the display keeps the image. That's what's so cool about e-ink. And so like we're, we're working on a lot of low power capability in CircuitPython. Of course, Arduino has low power already. Um, we have... Um, uh, extensions so you can have two JST connectors for connecting like NeoPixels or servo or relays or any you know analog digital output. We also have a STEMIQT connector for adding other sensors. You can uh, connect an air quality sensor or the BME280 you just saw. There's an onboard speaker for making beeps and tones. You can make alerts. Um, there's an on-off switch and there's an accelerometer so you can detect the orientation. So like as you turn the e-ink display can display in different like um, either horizontal or vertical like uh, portrait or landscape mode and um, there's buttons on the front and some neopixels and here's um, the cool thing so on the back and I'll show us on the back we have these um, four standoffs and you can screw in these magnetic feet that they're originally designed for our RGB LED matrices but we, we now stock them separately and that's what inspired me to say, like, you know, hey, let's make something that you can attach to your fridge. Yeah. And that's why there's this refrigerator, because it's like it's it's a magnetic yeah. tag that can attach to, well, it's not to your fridge. It can be anything magnetic. The idea is a lot of people are going to just be hanging out in their kitchens. A lot. Um, over the next few months. And we wanted to have, <coughs> you know, we all live through this, like, Kickstarter over and over of, like, oh, it's going to be an e-ink refrigerator magnet. Never ships, never happen. Um, the renderings look great. Um, but for us, um, like I'll give you an example. This was on our refrigerator on Saturday. So what this is... this is a countdown code a, that we've... Just a countdown clock. It could be a countdown to the McRib. It can be a countdown to the inauguration. It could be a countdown to anything you want. Um, there's also a QR code on it. We generate those live. And that happens to go to the uh, buildbackbetter.com site. So this is just one example of something that you could do, hangs out on the fridge. And look at that great font. I mean, that's the nice thing about CircuitPython is not only do we have QR code generation libraries, yeah. but we also have really beautiful fonts. So, um, and it shows really nicely. E-ink displays. Yeah. If, you, if you have a great font, you're going to have a wonderful time. So in New York, um, they have a dashboard where you enter in your zip code, and I'll tell you the infection rate, and they publish all the data on, on GitHub. So this is just straight up going to GitHub, getting a CSV file, you parse it, and displaying it. And it's like, that is impossible lines. to do on every other microcontroller platform. It's so hard. But in Arduino, this was really, uh, sorry, in CircuitPython, yeah. this was really easy because you just request the data, grab it. Um, Python is great for parsing. Yeah. And you're watching this code. live. Yeah. Um, and then this one, this is just uh, some graphic stuff we're playing around with. Okay. Right. And so the display is grayscale. It can do yeah. four colors of, of gray. Um, and so you can see here, you know, this is like a darker gray and then there's some light gray. It's kind of a dithered image, so it's not like super clear. Yeah. But you can have like white, light gray, dark gray, and black. Yeah, this one shows it a little better. So this is the light gray 
dark gray, black, and white. So you can actually have like some pretty nice effects. And check out uh, JP's video. He's going to also yeah, be also covering, you know, dithering uh, images or using like um, flat images for like a, a, a cell type animation. So this is a very nice image that shows the different layers of gray. Um, you know, we'll probably have a version with a tricolor display, but the thing is with tricolor displays is they take a lot longer to update. Um, what I yeah. what I like about this quick update is, of course, you update fast, you go back to sleep, and so you can run on a battery for a lot longer. Um, and the the current draw for this is about 250 microamps in deep sleep. So you see there's a little spot here to tape a battery, um, and then it recharges uh, when you plug it in, and then um, when it's not, I mean, it's still, it's still running just fine. And this is even without deep sleep mode. It just, like, you know, halts the modem, yeah. basically. Um, and then you can attach a little... We have a little cloud thing, and then there's buttons as well that you can use for user interface. And um, there's NeoPixels uh, in the video. Uh, sorry. In the video, we have... Um, there's four NeoPixels that um, can light up the display. So you can use it as sort of a front lighting or as just, like, to give quick feedback. Yeah. We're also setting up so when you, like turn it to the east it'll have east coast weather west west coast weather and then um, we'll do this neat trick where when you tap it twice that'll count as a button and it'll do things as well so we have a lot of neat tricks up our sleeve and uh, this you know could last months on your refrigerator and you can do all sorts of things with it this is the easiest lowest cost e-ink wi-fi python powered display that you can possibly get right now Yes. We're very proud of it. Okay. Yeah. And we're, I think we're, um, we're making more. We, we sold out um, at this moment because we, uh, we put in like a hundred and, and everybody snacked them up. Yeah. But do uh, sign up. We have a little starter kit. Um, this yeah. is a starter kit. It comes with the four magnetic feet and um, our recommended battery. Um, or you can just pick up the individual mag tag. And for the people asking, will you have a 4.2 inch version? Yes, we yeah, will. Yeah, we'll do all that. We're going to do all that. We're starting with 2.9. And the same products. Okay, um, so that's our show for the most part. Um, we want Whew. to do some questions, and then we're going to get out of here. So go over to adafruit.it slash discord and join all 25,000 of us. I had a couple of questions lined up. I will, yeah, uh, hit me. I will get to those uh, right now. Yeah. So the first question was, and I'll answer this one. Yes. MagTag has grayscale. Why would we ever have the logo when it starts up just be black and white, and I'll tell you the reason. I, li I like it. I like the crispness of it. I'll tell you the reason why. When a Mac boots up, it's black and just the white Apple logo. We all get that there's going to be a color computer afterwards. So the good news is uh, we ship with this, but um, it doesn't just ship doing nothing. Uh, the firmware does stuff. Yeah. And, um, and you, also for you tri also for tricolor displays, you know, they yeah. might they doesn't it doesn't have grayscale. It has only black and red, and so we don't want to have different logos. Yeah. This was the simplest one. And so the good the cool thing is most people who buy these already know that that's why they're buying it, and they're going to change it right away. That's yeah. the reason. Okay. Um, oh, good. David asked that question. Um, next up, what is the Model part number the 7.5 millimeter speaker buzzer with the MagTag and pipe portals. Can it be used to play back music? Arg, uh, and uh, waveforms. On the on the pipe portal, you know, we do connect it to an analog output, so you can play wave files. I will say that you know they don't sound great. It's good for little sound effects, um, like you know it, it's it's you know old IBM PC style quality. Um, it's very small. I don't remember the exact part yeah. number, but it's a 7.5 millimeter magnetic buzzer. So if you type that to Digikey, it'll probably come up. All right. 
Absolutely love the Infragrin Central M4 because it exposes almost all the pins. It's helped me to quickly prototype an idea before creating custom PCB. Any thoughts on releasing an all-ish, the pins, board for the ESP32-S2 or NRF52840? Um, the Metro is actually all the pins on the ESP32-S2. There's, there's a, we use every pin. So um, if you want to have all the pins, um, the Metro is, is your board. Um, yeah, everything that's available is exposed and everything that isn't isn't. For the person asking, where's our mask? We are at home in our We're apartment and we live, live together. together and we get a COVID test every month. Who are you? Or, no, or if there's a reason to get one uh, sooner, we get one. And we've done that for uh, all of, so yeah, all of uh, the pandemic for the last eight months. And our team does that. And um, if you want to get a mask and you've been on the fence... Um, because they don't have black we ones. We do wear them when we go out. If you so, when we see the video later, you'll see. Yeah. Outside, we we wear them. Yeah, and but you in, know, indoors we don't. Yeah, and one thing, well, at the Adafruit factory we do, but we in do. our in our apartment's the only place that we don't wear a mask. Yes. Um, because that's the We're place here. that you don't have to wear masks in your apartment if you only have the people that are in your household and you're not having other people in. Yeah. You can do that. Um, next up. Uh, could you work on a grayscale font to do better readings? Yes, there is a you, way you to do can, it. You can do it, but I will say that um, you know you have in Circuit Python, you can only display a chunk of text in. Like our fonts are bitmap fonts; they're not grayscale fonts. You can have yeah. multiple colors in a font, but that's normal. Like no font really has multiple colors. There's anti-aliasing, but they the font itself is. There's some tricks that you is, can do to get exactly what you're is looking for. Is mono. Uh, Monochromatic. However, you can draw different text chunks in different colors. Yeah, yeah. We have a cool clock thing that we want to do. And we're going to do some cool layering so it has different words that are uh, different colors because that's a hard thing to do. That is hard to do. But there's some fun tricks that you can do. Okay. Uh, let's see. Make a double size and divide by two. I guess that was. I don't understand what that is. I guess that was okay. for that. Okay, I'm going to go to the chats. MagTag is out of stock. Yeah, MagTag is out of stock. Everyone's sold out. Let's sign up. We're going to be making more this week. Sign up, and don't forget, if you have an Adafruit account, make sure you verified your email address and you turned on two-factor authentication. And if you don't have an Adafruit account, don't check out on guests next time. Make an Adafruit account, and then verify your email address, and then turn on two-factor, and you get a 20% off coupon. Two? For 20. Yeah. My suggestion, use it before Thanksgiving because um, we want everyone to secure their accounts and then, you know, we have other sales and stuff we do. But this is uh, on for now and you heard it here first. We haven't posted this up. Uh, we have that learn guide um, that we just made live right before the show. Um, so we'll see. This could um, be maybe a trend. Maybe other companies will start to do this because securing your account, if you start to do that on one site, you start to do that on other sites and you start to expect that and having good security on e-com sites would be helpful for all of us. Let's see if there's any more questions in the chat. Um, question, unless there's not answer, is it possible to inject external audio into a voice bonnet via the privacy switch? Um, no. The microphones, the way the Linux driver is set up, only the microphones um, have audio in. Next up, uh, problems with the Express boards working with Arduino IDE C++. Will these problems be fixed? Well, if it's an IDE problem... Um, you can post in the forums, but I've not had any yeah, issues. Yeah, post in our forums. Um, you could also check out the Arduino forums. Um, we have lots of people using these boards with the Arduino IDE. It's actually part of the Arduino 
yeah. IDE. So it definitely does work. There might be something specific in your setup. Sometimes if there's a lot of serial port stuff going mm. on on your computer. Or um, like weird drivers or like people yeah. have like antivirus stuff. It can sometimes really get upset. There's all like sorts of things. Drivers, you know, connecting and disconnecting. USB ports are often an issue. But actually, the, you know, our express ports have been like really, really solid. You know, no, no issues. I mean, you know, a year ago we had a couple M4 boards with a bad bootloader. But that's been fixed. Yeah. All right. I think we are done with the questions. Great. That's it. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Okay. We will see all of you um, next week. Thanks for joining us here on Ask an Engineer. Again, um, things are getting pretty um, grim out there, so please wear a mask, everybody. Do you um, get goth masks now? You can do it. Um, we really want to see everybody in 2021. There is a bright future ahead. Uh, it's there. The crystal ball says it's going to happen. We just really need to come together and maybe use the next 60 days or so to just really keep this thing away. It's at our doorstep, literally. Um, so please uh, convince that friend, convince that family member that you're just going to have Thanksgiving a little bit later. And don't and don't maybe, uh, get complacent because, you yeah. know, what, what we hear and see from people is, oh, I only went that one time or I only, you know, talked to this one person, I didn't bring my mask, and, like, they yeah. got it. I mean, you know, one little bit of discipline will allow a lot of freedom later. So it I'm is not saying okay. I understand. Believe me, I understand. But it's 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 yeah. Even, we've been living this in eight months in New York. One one slip. Yeah. It can, you know, it can be that one. The summer, um, we got time. we did a lot of things outside, and we were able to do a lot of things. But that time is over, so we have to hunker down, as they say. So please, everybody. Um, you know, let's let's be the smart folks. Let's be the maker community, engineer community that really gets through this together. Um, special thanks, Jesse May. That's in the chat. Thank you, Jesse May. And uh, we'll see everybody next week. I'm going to do Moma Zener. I'm going to play a very short video with some of our new products that we just put together. It's like 10 seconds. And then I have some footage of on Saturday after the election was called um, around New York. So we went to um, Stonewall Park. Um, we went to Washington Square Park, we went to Union Square Park, we went to Madison Park, and we went to Columbus Circle. Circle. So um, we uh, stayed six feet away, we had masks on, so did everybody else. And uh, we filmed it, the city was uh, electric, and uh, we wanted to share some of the sounds and sights from New York. We'll see everybody next week. Here is your moment of Zener.
Thank you.